0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Serve Denton Weekly, a podcast where every week we talk with local leaders who are on the front lines of solving some of Denton's most pressing issues. I'm your host, Ian Harbour, and today we've got a fun conversation for you. I'm talking with Michelle Connor and Carrie Powell from Grace Like Rain. Grace Like Grain is launching a new program next month called Refresh Design. And it's a great program where there's going to be opportunities for people to express their creativity and make things that can be therapeutic and also maybe give them a way out of a bad situation that they're in. It's a really cool initiative that they're starting and I can't wait for you to hear all about it. So let's just dive right in and hear from them. So here is my conversation with Michelle Connor and Carrie Powell from Grace Like Rain. Enjoy. So I am here with Michelle Connor, CEO of Grace Like Rain, and Carrie Powell, who's involved in pretty much everything in Denton. Grace Like Rain Vision Ministries, C7 Human Trafficking Coalition. I could probably go on. I'm sure I'm missing things, Carrie. But both of you, welcome back to the Servant Podcast.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So I want to talk about something that Grace Like Rain has got going on um, coming up very soon, and it's a new program that you guys are launching called Refresh Design. I want to hear all about it. Tell me about what Refresh Design is and what you're hoping to accomplish with this new program.
1: Well, let me just start with kind of just a basic heart behind it. For us, we have seen all along from the very beginning of working with families and walking alongside, sometimes um, families, individuals need a reintroduction back into um, hoping um, what it is that they want to do what they what it is that they enjoy doing really just to find um, kind of a purpose again and what it is that they're wanting to move into especially coming out of trauma and crisis and so we've always had this idea to come in and create or have a place similar to a micro enterprise something like that where they have a creative workspace to where they can design they can create they can um, try new things and learn what they they what what an individual or a family what they enjoy doing for their future and what that looks like so there's multiple things that go into it but for for us Refresh Designs is a creative workspace um, for individuals and families to come in and try some new things and see what happens so Carrie I'll let you yeah. expand on that yeah.
2: no I agree that's um I think Michelle and I we've known each other for years and just in the same um area of service providing and seeing what we can do to, like you said, bring hope and do something different with um, the the community that we're involved in and the families that we serve. And it was actually during the pandemic, we were brainstorming on something and we just knew that no one was around doing anything. We knew the stresses were going on of anxiety, depression, because we were still kind of meeting when we could, you know, when shelter in place and all that was going on, but we knew that there was stuff going on in the families and what could we do? And we immediately, when it came up about art, it was like, we need to have some kind of release in that area of art therapy. Um, and I use that loosely. It's not, you know, it's it's using art to, um, to just kind of just release some of that day-to-day frustration. So that's where refreshment Designs kind of finally came around um, when we were given a space by Sir Benton. And um, Pat really helped us get in there.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And one thing you mentioned was the idea of a maker space. Help us kind of understand what is a maker space? I don't know if everybody Really understands that. I don't know if I completely understand that. What What is a makerspace and how does art and all of this kind of come together to help people?
2: So I think it probably goes back. I'm a, I'm a TW grad and I was an art major. So um, we were blessed with space and in art, and we had our own studio and we had our own creative um, place that gave us the opportunity to do whatever you want, be as messy as you want. Um, just have your, however you wanted to create in your space. And so um, how could we do that and provide a space for someone to come in and be able to create and give them the tools to do that. And so um, Serb Denton um, was approached actually by a man at the Shiloh Field um, garden that is a woodworker and was one of Pat's friends and kind of put a bug in Pat's ear and we were putting a bug in Pat's ear at the same time. And he's like, "Well, why don't y'all come together? So we actually have a woodworking and multimedia space um, that we spent about four weeks rebuilding and putting cabinets in and um, tables and, all, and machines to create this space. So it's a way for someone to come in and we believe that it'll also be that they could come in on their off time when they're not in a workshop. Once they learn, they can come and either, we haven't decided if they want to rent the space out for a couple bucks and be able to come in there and design what they want. um, And we can get more into what we're doing with the art. Um, But it's just, we want them to be able to explore in art, whatever they want to do.
1: So, and I think um, you mentioned having um, the gentleman come to us and and offer to want to do something very similar. And I love seeing how God works Mm -hmm. and he puts all those pieces together because it's something that we've dreamed about for a long time. Um, He's bringing more people to the fold. And then there was a space. And we said let's use this space and so Sir Denton and pat came alongside and said hey let's make this space what it is and let's try this out mm-hmm. let's open a, a place for people to come in and create so or make and what does that look like um i think i've talked about before and i think another podcast or another time that we've talked uh community first down in austin and they have uh they started with an art house and their art house kind of started as that creative outlet for um, individuals that were chronically homeless and lived on the streets the majority of their life to come in and create. What it turned into is amazing art projects, amazing work, pottery, paintings, all these different jewelry, beadworking, soap making, all these different things that they are creating and making. And then they're being able to sell those products for a livable wage
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so that they can then pay their rent at Community First. So it kind of started as a place to. Come in and create and develop hope. And it turned into a micro enterprise and a, a, a living wage that they can earn. So that's kind of the heart mm-hmm. behind the makerspace that we have. And we'll trust God and see where it goes from here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it is cool. I love how there's different. Um, just people coming together, that that spirit of collaboration. Somebody involved with Shiloh Field came to Pat, and you guys came to Pat. And so there's Shiloh Field and Grace Light and served it and all kind of working together. And, of course, Carrie's involved with everything. So that's probably part of it, too, in some ways. <laughs> you know, And so just a lot of people coming together to make this happen. And I, I think that's really great. And, you know, um, Michelle, you mentioned how, talk about the Community First model. They were able to take that and... Um, take the things that they made and, and start making, uh, start making money off of it, you know, and one thing that grace like rain, I mean, really the primary thing you guys do is you, you have these, um, the case management for these moms that are struggling and their kids and helping them with life skills and and stuff like that. And this is a grace like rain initiative. So how do you see the refresh design makerspace serving your clients specifically?
1: It's multifaceted, and, and one of the first part is just getting them in there and giving them a creative outlet. Getting our moms in there, and sometimes our dads, and um, we'll be working with giving hope clients also. Uh, so across the board, just getting individuals in there and giving them a creative outlet as they begin to find what they're good at and what they enjoy and create products, I think there will be ways, and I know there will be ways that we can help them to sell those products. And those products will then create a little bit of maybe extra income for them, um, some different options. Again, we're still kind of working out all those details and what that looks like, whether we sell them on our website, whether we help them individually set up a site, whether we sell it collectively, what that looks like. Because I think the, the first part is to get our families in there give them the creative outlet, give them the place to come in and find out what they're interested in. And then really just let God work in their lives and let them take it and run with it for what they want. And we want to support them all along the way to help them maybe turn this into a creative outlet for them and a, a livable wage.
0: It sounds like there's almost two aspects of it. There's uh, on the first hand, there's, when you're first getting started, it's more of a therapeutic side of things of being able to, express that creativity that maybe they, someone wouldn't get to in a normal day of their lives. And I think one thing that's interesting about that, you know, Pat and I were talking about this and he was, he said like a lot of people, they have that barrier where they just think, well, I'm not creative enough. I'm not, I'm not a creative person. Really, everybody's creative in one way or another. And some people have more of an outlet for that than others. But when you give people the space to explore that, it can be really therapeutic for people and open them up to possibilities. And then the other side of it is when they learn that they have that outlet and they start gaining these skills and making things that it could turn into that source of income for them to where, um, they're able to live more sustainable lives on the other side of it.
1: Very true. true. I think there's definitely two parts to it and I love how you summarized Mm -hmm. it. (laughs)
0: what kind of projects are you hoping to see come out of that? I know you mentioned there. Um, there's like a woodworking shop and um, we're talking about art. What are some things that you see people making in this space?
2: Well, right now we have the, the wood shop is lined up um, to do some creative, um, some home decor, repurposed out of pallets of wood, um, some things that they could actually they could sell, yes, but they could also use. And so he's working on that side. It's a little more difficult because of the uh, machinery. So you have to have the people that are willing to get in there and, and use the the wood side of it. And then on on the mixed media side, we have um, we have a unique way of making um, different kind of um, coasters or pottery sets with some um, different um, mediums of alcohol inks and paints and all that. And then jewelry is another one, Um, some resin art, um, even just paper making. So they could set up, you know, making stationery, making cards, I know that's kind of old school, but it's kind of fun to, to get in there and do something that's maybe not so utilized anymore as card making. Um, but they can be really super creative. There's so many tools right now that we can use that are out there in the art world um, that we're bringing in and making it just very different because the market's saturated with a lot of things that we're seeing. So we're making them be um, expand on that creativity Mm -hmm. um, so that they can make something unique. And the other end of it is um, I think what, we did this, um, when I was, I did a mission trip in Greece at a safe house for trafficking victims and it wasn't so, it was the story behind who, who, whose hands made it. And so we were able to bring back some product from them to sell in, in the United States, but it was their story that was attached to it. And everybody has their story and it could be trafficking. Yeah, that's a big story, but it could also be if, if, you have anxiety and depression, that's a a suffering that you're allowing yourself to work through through making something with your hands. And so each product will have a story attached to it, not so much the name of any individual person, but just kind of what they're going through. And I know when I do art, you know, I'm either, I could be praying for someone, I could be thinking about something. It could be something that I had a really bad day and I needed to create this. And this is what was created. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my story. So um, that's another thing that we're adding to, to make sure that it's not just a piece of art, it's hands that were suffering that we're making, um, bringing hope within themselves through this piece of art.
1: Well, and I think for you know, stories, we're all about stories. We wanna mm-hmm. um, see God work through people's lives and we wanna see those stories connected. That could be in our families, that could be in the volunteers, um, it could be, you know, all across the board. So being able to tell those stories of hope and those stories of um, life-giving is amazing. And we can do that through this creative workspace. And then we also, I mentioned volunteers, it's a way for us to get volunteers Mm -hmm. in here. It's a way for us to bring people in that have a passion for art or like um, the gentleman, a passion for wood making, for a passion for just creative and, and getting to know individuals so they can come in and teach a class. If, if you like to paint um, paintings and you are a, are a sketch artist, whatever it is, if it's something that you enjoy doing, we want volunteers to reach out to us and say, hey, we'd love to come in and teach a class um, and, and bring the individuals in there and open this up as an opportunity for volunteers to get involved and volunteers to get to know our families and our individuals and to build those relationships because again it's all about relationship and hope um and we want to through those relationships that are being built we want to help see hope be imparted into their lives again
0: it seems like this would be one of the cooler volunteer opportunities in the community to be perfectly honest i was thinking about this yesterday um because i you know working for served and i get requests for volunteer opportunities all the time and I'm always trying to push them out to really you guys and and all of our partners Um, but when people think about volunteer opportunities and volunteering I think a lot of times they think like oh I probably have to uh, do something that um, I'm not very good at or I don't know how to do in order to help someone else but really some of the best volunteer opportunities are things that You are already good at and you already know how to do and are passionate about and it's teaching someone else and something like woodworking or art seems like a really great outlet for that for a lot of creative people to go i don't have to go do something that i don't like or i'm not good at and you know just to to make myself feel better of helping people i can do something i'm passionate about and helping people as well and i love what you guys were talking about how these these things will have stories attached to them I know this sounds cheesy and it's probably my mind because I watched it last night, but it honestly reminds me of American Idol right now. The new American Idol is way better than the old American Idol, but they'll, they'll show these people who are incredible singers and then they'll tell their stories and there's so much hardship behind them. Some of the best singers are these women who are coming out of shelters. Like They're literally homeless right now. And they have these voices that are, you know, would sell records and everything. And in a way, it reminds me of that, that these people who are struggling in life have these creative gifts and talents that they can use as an outlet to get them through difficult times. And it's not, you know, going to seeing in front of millions of people and Katy Perry and everything, but it's using these talents in order to have that expression, have that hope, and maybe even have an out of the situation that they're in. I, I think that's really inspiring. Well,
1: and I think seeing that um, the the God-given talents, the guy, what Mm -hmm. God has, who God has created them to be, it brings us to that place of just really seeing that Mm -hmm. and knowing that, um, and and giving them purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, yeah, it's very similar. Mm -hmm.
0: So if, You know, uh, I think you mentioned um, that right before we started that this is going to launch or soft launch, hopefully next month. So, so pretty soon. Um, And you can talk more about that here in a minute, but if we were to take this brand new program and project out five years from now, where do you, where do you see it going? What is your big hope that this would accomplish in our community?
2: mine is just um community basically is relationships um having a place that is is fun because i think in our the the demographic people that we work with they're always hounded about get a job they have to be responsible they have to get this they have to get their life in order they have to be case managed they have to do all this and it's like ah let's just go have some fun and um (laughs) that's what i really i think just a good space that is um and maybe the space will grow which that would be a great projection of just a good space where you're doing something that doesn't make and if you can sell it great we love that you know we didn't build it to that spec right there but it's a place to just bring in if you're needing some time with let's say a, a spouse bring them in and do something together you know and not be a controlled environment to where you, it's detailed, it has to be this way, this way. It's just your freedom to, to enjoy something fun together. And, and it could be, if you're doing woodworking, I know I'd probably be in a frustrating mode, but you're creating something, <laughs> you know? And just creating um, is, is so freeing. And right now, I think it's even greater opportunity because we're also um, kind of confined in spaces because we have to, you know, we have to be careful of how we're around people, how we're doing this, how we're doing that. And um, we feel like our freedoms are a little out of whack right now with the different ways that we're navigating through the pandemic. So I think that being able to just let go and have a a space to create in um, five years from now, I hope it's a bigger space. I hope there's people that are doing what they love and finding their gifts you know, if they can, if they didn't know, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know when I went into the art world that I could do some things that I found out I could do. And it's only because I had someone encouraging me to do these things. And so I would love to see those kind of things come out of it.
1: Yeah. And I see um, very similar, a larger space, um, more volunteer, I mean, people, volunteers, community coming in and teaching these classes and, and giving opportunities. But I, I think, For me, I see it as that place for maybe an individual who has lived on the streets for the last 10 years. Um, It's gonna take some time for them to be able to acclimate to maybe a nine to five or an eight to five job or even a a standing behind a counter and serving hamburgers job. I mean, it's gonna take some time for them to get to a place where they're acclimated to just what we would consider a normal job um, or a regular job. And sometimes God didn't create some of these individuals to be in a nine to five job or an eight to five job. He created them to be creative. Um, He gave them the talents and the gifts to be able to do something different. So my hope is that individuals, families, that they'll get in there, they'll see, Hey, we can do something. And then they'll are learning through that process of how to make that, something that they can do and and live off of it. Um, We all know some of the greatest products out there come from the most creative minds and sometimes it's individuals that have been down on their luck and um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we're giving people a space to come in to learn and to create and we can turn it into a very fruitful um, micro enterprise for individuals that need to either supplement their income or make a livable wage, um, to be able to pay their rent, wherever that looks like and what that looks like. So,
0: mm. and Carrie, you, you touched on this, um, talking about how people who are in this, this situation so often it's get a job, you know, do this, do that, fill out this paperwork, stand in this line all the time. And, you know, all, all that stuff is necessary in a lot of ways, but I don't know if people realize how, um, demoralizing that way of life can be. And I love this because it's finally a space that can bring dignity to these people. And there's very little spaces for that, um, for people who are in in those situations. I think that's a beautiful part of it. So to wrap up here, tell me just kind of, uh, when are we, you know, when are we getting started and how can people get in touch to start getting involved, whether that's volunteering and helping people or coming in and actually making things.
2: So, just to so we've been adjusting as we go as you know any startup program is um we didn't have it all we knew what we wanted we knew the concept we knew kind of what we've talked about today um so what we've tried to do a few things is we have the space we have the tools we have a couple workshops all ready to go um but trying to explain this is is kind of hard because it is something new so um A couple weeks ago, I was thinking about all the service providers out there that um, I collaborate with or I communicate with, especially through the trafficking coalition, because we have over 40 organizations. And I was thinking about just them. And we're always thinking about the who they're helping, but we're not thinking about them. And so I sent an email out to all of them and I said, do you need a night out with your staff? Do you need a night out with your people? Do you need you know, a time to just come and, and do some team building or uh, just have a, have a girls night out and have a guys night out? I sent them the workshops that were in place and I said, just pick your time. And so we've had a really good response to that and that's gonna give us some trial um, workshops also. So we've had some of them come on and say, hey, I, you know, we want our, you know, our group to come out on this date. And so we're gonna do some of those um, to kind of get people into the space, understand what we're doing. The great thing is anything that they create as a their team, as service providers, or they are giving back and they will they will sell and all the proceeds will go to Grace Lack Rain. Yeah, so they're serving. So whatever they create, it's gonna be sold wherever we go. Um, And we're planning on the um, farmer's market here in Denton, having a booth there, and also in um, Crossroads is another farmer's market, and then eventually have a store, uh, Facebook Market or Etsy, where we're still kind of working Mm -hmm. out that. So we'll have our products available. We're also um, asking any recovery groups, support groups, if they want an eye out. Bible studies, you want a time, it's the same thing. Come in, create. Let us know a a night for you, we'll work it out. Um, And so they can give back to the community that way by giving back to Grace Like Rain because you're supporting um, that great organization. And then we can also use some of the funds to buy the products products that we need in the shop. So that's one way of doing it. The other is the Grace Like Rain families, which Michelle explained that we're working, the coaches can have a night out. The casemakers can have a night out with their families. So um, we're going to eventually, and I think we're working on having a open house. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: um, we're just now launching it. It's going to be up on, you you want to like Grace Like Rain's Facebook page, Mm because it's all going to go on there. And we have our logo and we'll launch all that soon. Um, And then we'll have the store information as well as the market information, as well as how they can be involved
1: so we you know soft launch is exactly that we want to get out in the community we want to bring groups in we want to let people know that the space is there and then you know start start building the classes based upon that we are working on updating our website so there'll be a program page specifically for this and i'll have all the different details and the ways to get involved and our facebook page of course is the quickest and easiest way for us to send updates out um, and schedules of classes and things like that and like carrie said we are sending it to all of our Grace Light Green families. Um, If there's individuals that maybe giving hope is meeting out on Street Outreach or Refuge for Women, we're, you know, we're kind of softly telling people about it. So if you have someone that you think, hey, this would be a beneficial tool for them, here's a couple classes that they can come to. So um, that is all starting right now. Um, We're sending some emails out. If you have a group out there that you'd love to bring in and, hey, let's have our night here. We're more than happy to do that because we need the community to know that it's there as they know it builds excitement and as it, excitement builds and more people will come in and want we'll to use the space So
0: that's great well i love what y'all are doing and i think it's going to be a huge benefit for our community and for especially your families at Grace Light grant i think that's going to be really great for them so thanks for coming on and tell me about it and i'm excited for you guys to launch
1: no problem thanks, thanks. thanks. appreciate it
0: There are so many people who live with this block that they think they're not creative and especially people who are disadvantaged. There's so many fewer opportunities for them to explore that and express that and giving them a space to do that can be so healing and empowering for them. I'm incredibly excited for what Grace Like Rain is doing with this Refresh Design program and it's going to be great when it launches and people can start being a part of it. Like they said, if you want to learn more about it and Grace Like Grain, go to their website, glrtx.org, and make sure to like their Facebook page and follow them on Instagram and all of the social media. And you can learn more about Serve Denton by visiting our website, servedenton.org, and following us on social media as well. And if you find our resources helpful, if you connect with our mission, be sure to join our circle support for as little as $10 a month you can make it possible for people in need to find help it's really hard to find help when you're in need and supporting these nonprofits and bringing them all together in to one place makes it easy and more people are finding help thousands of people are finding help right now in our community so join us there we'll be back next week with another conversation until then i'll see you next week